Hey guys, got an extra episode this week. Surprise! Welcome to Artistic Beginnings, a mini episode. <laughs> Some would call it a mini-sode. Ooh. So this week our guest is the incredible Scott Alda Coffee, and we had a wonderful, wonderful conversation with him about a movie that he is in that is coming out this coming weekend at South by Southwest called The Outpost. Yeah, he had such great context for kind of how his process worked with getting into the character that we wanted to give it its own episode so that we could just give you a little background on him on Wednesday. Yeah, so this mini-sode is going to be all about The Outpost with Scott Aldecoffey, and on Wednesday will be his full episode. Let's get to it. So, for those who don't know, The the Outpost is a, a, a war film that should be coming out later this year. Afghanistan war, about a battle that happened in 2009, where um, uh, a lot, where 54 soldiers at this outpost in, in Afghanistan were ambushed by over 400 Taliban. And eight soldiers lost their lives and 27 were injured. And it was one of the biggest battles in the in, uh, the entire Afghanistan war so far. Mm. What was especially tough with this is that I, um, I've i never played a soldier before. <laughs> um, and not only have I never played a soldier before, I was playing a real person. Um, someone who lived, someone who has a family, um, and um, someone who tragically died in this this battle. So there were a lot of moving pieces for me that I had to had to figure out because I I um there were so many new things happening for me. This was my first major movie. I was playing a real person and it was a war movie, which I had never done before. So it was very daunting to begin with. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is a week before I left for um for boot camp because we had to do a eight, eight days of boot camp before uh, we started shooting, which was one of the most intense weeks of my life. Um, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, but just before I left, I FaceTimed <laughs> with the guy play um, Michael Scusa, uh, his his wife and her uh, her uh, now husband. Uh, I FaceTimed with them, and uh, I also got to to meet um, Michael's uh, son. Um, and after that conversation, I uh, the movie like had so much more weight for me because all of a sudden I wasn't just. I wasn't just doing a, a, a movie. I was playing a real person with a with a real family, you know, and and who's like this movie was important to them, you know. This this was like this was now a legacy that I had to fulfill, and that that all of a sudden gave it so much more weight, and it made it so much more personal, and it no longer became about like, oh yeah, okay, I want to um, like oh this is my first first film, uh, you know. I hope this help uh you know helps set my career it was all about like okay well i don't care about that this isn't about doing right by this by this american hero mm. that became tough uh but i um but also it it also made me focus so much more uh as well and boot camp was um well god that was one of the hardest weeks of my life <laughs> um, i um <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't do well with guns. And so <laughs> weapons train and it was and it was and it was all weapons training. It was all, you know, learning how <laughs> to shoot. Um how how to shoot, right. how to how to walk, how to how to act like a soldier. And it, it was tough. I struggled. And it was it was one of those things that during that week out where I was constantly like, God, I don't think I can do this. There's I don't think I'm gonna be able to, you know, like, oh God, am I gonna get fired because I can't, you know, I can't do this properly. Mm. And then the first shots they they shot for the film happened to be a, a shot of just me shooting a gun, 
So I was like, great. So not only was I struggle a lot during boot camp, I'm the first person to shoot shoot for the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, um, that's it was so stressful. Oh my god! Um, oh. When we and also wow. on top of that, we shot a lot of the film in one shots. So I, I don't know if you've you've seen the movie 1917, but it was. But there are a lot of scenes shot in that way where it was like made to feel like it's it's one continuous shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's very tough. So what was difficult with that scene is I had to go from like a phone conversation with my wife immediately into an action scene, which was really cool. And it, and that that was also the first time I was like on a big set. There were a lot of you know a lot of moving pieces. They were setting up explosives. I, I had I had to learn choreography for the shooting my gun. Um, I had to learn blocking as well as just like being in the moment and just mm. living. So there's a lot going on. But as difficult as boot camp was, as for some reason, all the stress of like everything going on and all the moving pieces, everything just kind of clicked. Everything I learned in that week, and all of a sudden, I was I like. I was able to do it because I was no longer like overthinking everything. I was no longer worried about just the gun. I was like, just like, I just have to, I just have to do it. And I don't have time to think about it. Um, and, and that helped tremendously and it clicked and I was, I ended up being mm-hmm. fine the rest of the shoot, which was great, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely yeah. very stressful leading up to that. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up, but it's, you know, when you're filming a movie that's just a plain movie, you don't really have to worry about moving parts and safety, for lack of a better term. You know, you not only have to be so truthful and in the moment, but you also have to be so, so, so aware of your yeah. surroundings because you have explosives, you have, you know, fighting happening. Like, it's something that you have to be so secure in your work and so present because if you're not, it's a safety issue. And that's, you know, gotta be super stressful <laughs> and, and it was also like if i you know if i mess up this take that's a lot of uh, like reset up they have to do and it's like and like there's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces that like if i mess up right if you're one inch to the left yeah right it screws up everyone else's jobs and and because it was like you know a minute or two shot yeah. It like you know it, which doesn't it takes, sound long but is yeah it doesn't sound long but it, it's um but you know, most shots are maybe a few seconds, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it's a it's a lot. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot to think about, but it it um, but it was it was such an amazing learning experience, and it was um, you know, and I consider that like one of the best days of my life because I I just I it was like being on set shooting a war film, mm. uh, and being like the first shot that they shoot for the movie, it was like. It, it was, and all of a sudden, like, there was all, all this focus on me. And I was just like, this is so strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was exhilarating. What was the rehearsal process like for that? Because there were so many moving parts, you know, how much time did that take? Or was it just kind of day of? Like, did they do things beforehand? Or was it day of kind of, here's what you're doing, good luck? Yes and no. It was, um, it was a bit of both. So basically, the same week we were doing basic training, as soon as boot camp ended, We'd, um, we'd go into rehearsals mm. and we'd usually rehearse like a scene or two a day. And there, and it was usually the scenes we rehearsed were the ones with the long one shots. Right. Cause there were some scenes that had a lot more moving parts than others. So we, so yes, there was a lot of rehearsals, but also most of those rehearsals were completely changed during the day of when we actually shot those sequences. Oh, interesting. And sometimes we would rehearse it like a month before we ended up actually shooting the scene. Wow. And what was actually really cool and, and really, beneficial for all of us as actors it was that 
Um, it was a very collaborative piece. The, the director constantly wanted our input. Mm. Um, in fact, he encouraged us to improvise. I mean, there'd usually be like, you know, you need to make sure you say these couple things for plot reasons, but he wanted us to really be able to riff off of each other. He wanted to feel like a real camaraderie wow, of soldiers, of brotherhood. That's so awesome. yeah, so he, he wanted us to really be with each other, which is really cool. And that's, I feel like not an experience you get too often. Yeah. I mean, I've, I always love that. Yeah. Sarah, can you, can you share any, like, um, did you do any improv on, on set? And do you know if any of it was kept? I don't think much of mine was, it depended on the scene. I think, I mean, a lot of it, I think was used as like ways to like build up our relationships with each other, sort of. And that kind of, um, that kind of feeling. Oh, actually, sorry. There was a scene that was used because there was a scene that was added last minute and the entire thing was completely improvised because it wasn't scripted initially. Um, and what was interesting Whoa. about, yeah. Um, so there was a scene that they added because they wanted to bu- build up a relationship between uh, me and uh, this one other character to help mm-hmm. a moment we had at the end of the movie. And basically, and <laughs> this was kind of nerve wracking. I like, you know, was called in the set this day, a day I wasn't even supposed to be on set. And I had no idea what we were shooting or why I was being yeah, that's called, called in. Um, I just knew I had to be there. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't know till I, I went, I, I got called in for like a quick rehearsal and the, and the director was literally like, um, yeah, so you're doing this and, you know, say something like this. And this is kind of the trajectory I want you to go in the scene. And, um, yeah, so that's how it's going to go. And I was like, okay, great, cool. Um, so, and the, the thing with that is like, you know, it's, it's a shame shot in one, mm-hmm. one shot. So it's, um, so it does allow a little bit more for imp- improv. I, there, I don't have right. to really match anything, uh, with the previous shot. There's no real continuity mm-hmm. that we have to worry about. Um, so it did help the improv factor, but yeah, it, it was in, in that scene was also a much more simple scene. It was like, you know, it was, it was a, me, me at my computer and it was giving a little bit more story on, on the character a bit, you know, like my plans for what I wanted to do after um uh, after i got mm. home from afghanistan and yeah so for for that i i more or less kind of like figured out about what i wanted to say and like more or less kept it pretty consistent right. um each each take what i i did to help me figure out what to say is you know is i i based a lot of off of my you know conversation um with his 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 wife um you know, she, she told me that, and actually I heard this from, cause I got to speak with a bunch of people who, who knew him and cause there were some people, uh, you know, who were consulting in the movie who are soldiers in, in the battle. And actually there's one guy in the movie who plays himself, oh, wow. um, uh, from the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to talk to them about a lot and they, they knew him. And what was actually really interesting is that they all pretty much would say the same things about him. It was all very, very consistent, which mm-hmm. was, re- which was really cool, but something they say that he, constantly would say was um like his catchphrase almost was um it's all good man it's all good man that that's just something he mm-hmm. he would he would always say so i would occasionally try to just like incorporate that into into certain scenes into certain scenes um like there's one scene where i'm having a a, a a phone call with my wife and um he wanted all the all, all our phone calls with our significant others to be improvised so i i incorporated that into that phone call in this improvised scene, I incorporated that in. Basically, any chance mm-hmm. I could where it, where it fit, I I would like incorporate that little line. It's just kind of like a nod because I knew that was something that he would say, and I knew he said it a lot because it was something everyone that like said. Um, yeah. everyone I talked to was like, "Oh yeah, he would always say this." So I was like, "Oh wow, okay, well, I gotta gotta use that." I'm really curious about the prep work for this, especially since it's a real person 
what was that like and mm. what did you do, you know, to get to the point where you could feel comfortable to improvise as a real human being and just kind of be like, yeah, I am this person and, you know. That was difficult because what was tough is, you know, he was a real guy, but I didn't really have any video of him or any, uh, any, any voice, like any recordings of him or anything like that. Uh, so that was really tough to go off of. Like his, his wife sent me, um, a couple, like there were a couple like YouTube videos of, um, of this outpost where like he was, you could quickly see him in the background or quickly hear his voice in the background, but it was, it was so little and, and, and so quick that I, um, I, I, there wasn't much to work off. It it was just like cool to be able to get a quick glimpse of him. What was tough with this one is a lot of it was kind of having to trust my instincts based off of conversations I had with people. You know, I heard he, he was a very positive guy. You know, he was always smiling. He had such a great attitude. So I would try to bring what I felt that was, um, you know, and I, I like to think that I, I, I have a bit of that, uh, that totally that in me. So I, I felt like, okay, I'll bring my version of that and hope that that, is, is similar to, 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 right. to his version of that. What helped also was as soon as I was in costume, because when I first got the part, I was like, oh, I don't think I look that much like him. But the minute um, they shaved my head and put the glasses on me, I looked just like the guy and I couldn't believe it. Um, so a lot of that was like, okay, I, 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 I have this similar look, you know, I can use that too. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of just kind of, trusting instincts and just and just basing it off of things i had heard other people say and bring my version of that to the role and and hope that it matches up what was really nice is i would sort of been in contact with his brother a bit um over facebook uh his brother saw a screening of the movie in mm. washington because uh, they screened it uh, this past October was the 10 year anniversary oh, of the battle. Wow. So they did a screening for, for friends and families of the real soldiers. And, um, and you know, a That's lot of wonderful. the real soldiers were there. It was great. And it, uh, uh, so his brother saw it and he messaged me on Facebook afterwards. Uh, he said that I did a great job and that I was spot on. And, um, and he like thanked me for, for wow. doing it. And that was like really, really touching to me. Cause I, you know, that's, you know, after, you know, I, I talked to the family, but I was just like, you know, really the only opinions I care about right now is, is, is what they think is, you know, doing justice to Michael and that's, that's hard. So it's, um, so that, Mm. that, that was really touching and meant a lot to hear that. Um, cause yeah, cause, cause you know, there was only, there was only so much research I could do. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so I, yeah, I used, I used what I could and I, I did what I could, but I, I think it paid off. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You, you, you do what you can and you try to do justice and tell the story to your best, to the best of your ability. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta trust everything around you. You gotta trust the director. You gotta trust the editor. You gotta trust the process, you know, what was really strange. Cause this was also my first like big film. I, you know, I'm, I was used to when I was doing small smaller stuff like short films and things like like oh i had to be in charge of my makeup i had to be in charge of my costume right. i had to be in charge of everything and i had to trust that like oh wait everyone here like yeah. knows how to do their job they know what they're doing like it's like you know when i go in for makeup it's like it's like it takes the pressure off a little bit <laughs> it does it does and i remember like right they're in charge of continuity they know what they're doing i don't even have to worry about that um the same thing with costuming and all that stuff um 
which I had to keep reminding myself, but like, but it did take the pressure off a bit of like, oh wait, I just have to focus on acting. Isn't that such a, <laughs> isn't that so funny that that's the thought process is like, oh, I just have to focus on acting. That's so, yeah. Right. Yeah. It is really funny. Hey, thanks for listening. We're releasing Scott's full episode on Wednesday and can't wait for you to hear a little bit about his backstory, not just about his experience on The Outpost. See you Wednesday.